1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: You see, when the Spirit of God is in you, you act like Jesus to the people in your home, to the people in your community, to the people where you work.
1: Welcome to the Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The work of God displayed. God desires
2: to manifest himself or display himself or make himself known. That's why Jesus came. Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus was a display of God. And God earnestly desires to display his works today, for he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, our Lord Jesus. And he is displaying his works to those who will accept, who will believe, and who will receive. And I have prayed for the service today that What we hear will build us up in the faith and cause us to have a display of God's power in our lives. We're going to look at this miracle of this blind man being healed, a display of the power of God, a man who was in desperate straits, and he received this miracle. The reason I'm preaching this message is that I desire that you and I would see Jesus Coming to us, displaying the power of God in our lives where we have need and in turn us glorifying him in answer to prayer. So listen with your hearts today and believe that there is going to be a display, a manifestation of the power of God where you live in your life, in your family, in your home, in your marriage... God has come through Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit is present. The energy of heaven is available. Great things can happen if we will reach out and believe and experience the power of God. So now the onus is upon us to believe and to hear the word and to receive the word. Now the, you have an outline and you're going to see the outline also on the screen and hopefully the word of God will be planted in our hearts, the seed, even as we have prayed and asked God to plant it there. Jesus sees our need. I want you to look at verse 1, John chapter 9, verse 1. The scripture says, as he went along. Now, I read that and I thought, as he went along, where was he going? (laughs) It doesn't say that he was going to another town. Uh, Maybe he was out just going for a walk. I don't know, but knowing Jesus, uh, as we know him in the New Testament, everything he did, he did with purpose. Uh, there was a plan, there was a strategy. But it just says, as, as he went along, there's so many things about Jesus that appears to be incidental. But none of the things that he did uh, were incidental. Everything he did, he did with a purpose and with a design. And the scripture just says, as he went along, what happened? He saw a man blind from birth. He saw a man. Now, the man didn't see him, but he saw a man. Doesn't give the man's name. Who is this man? A rich man? A poor man? An educated man? A government worker? A a man of poverty? It just said he just saw a man. But listen to me that man was important to Jesus. And what made him so important? He had a need. You know, Jesus is really um, captivated by a need. He looks for needs. Well, it says he he saw a man who was born blind. He saw the man. Jesus was no doubt out there looking, where can I be a blessing? I hear this testimony that this lady gave. hear a lady in her community. There was a need. She responded, you see, when the Spirit of God is in you... You act like Jesus to the people in your home, to the people in your community, to the people where you work. That was a Jesus act. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. That was a Jesus act. So Jesus went along. He saw a blind man, a man blind from birth. As I said, Jesus looks for needs. Now, if you have a need today, but if you don't have a need, and there is absolutely nothing wrong, and you don't have anything to pray about, well then, I doubt that Jesus will visit you today. <laughs> but if you have a need, are you listening? If, if you have a need, then Jesus is coming your way, and he's looking to forward to displaying the power of God in your life, wherever that need is, and removing that need. The man was blind, and it says he was blind from birth. He, was, he never saw the face of Jesus. He never saw his own face. He never saw the face of his parents. He never saw the Sea of Galilee. He never saw a flower. He never saw anything. He, there, there's so many people that maybe, if you know a blind person, they could see for a while, and then they eventually lost their sight. But this man never had any sight. He was blind from birth. He was entombed in darkness, never saw anything. He didn't know red from yellow, from green, uh, nothing. He couldn't see anything. But notice, Jesus focuses on mercy. The people around him, around Jesus, were not focusing on mercy at all, but Jesus was focusing on mercy. Look at verse 2. Come on, read it with me. Verse 2. His disciples, verse 2, His disciples ask Him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Well, what a startling question to ask somebody. Who sinned? I mean, who's here? Who's talking about sin? Here's just a blind man that needs help, that can't see. And you bring up the sin question. Well, that was a startling question, but it reveals something about the disciples. The disciples were products of the age in which they lived and the culture in which they lived. Two thousand years ago, the Jews taught that uh, such things as prenatal sin. Now that, I know what I'm going to tell you now sounds very strange, and it is very strange. It's strange to me. It's strange to you. But this is what they taught. Uh, You know, when a person will ask a question, it reveals something about the person. When I was in uh, Volgograd teaching 43 of those pastors, most of them were pastors, they would ask me questions. I had to speak to an interpreter, and I was wondering, are these students getting the message that I've come to teach? But when they would ask the question, I knew they were getting it. I, the questions were intelligent, and the questions were, were deep and serious and sincere. These people had an opportunity to hear the Word of God, and they were buying it up, and uh, I, I learned a lot just from the the questions, the kinds of questions I could somehow uh, learn about their spiritual maturity, uh, their knowledge of the word, uh, their knowledge of, of social uh, and interracial and uh, relationships, uh, from the just the questions. Well, these disciples asked Jesus a, a startling question. Who sinned? Well, in that time, in that day, in that culture... The Jewish theologians taught that a man could sin, a woman could sin uh, in, the, in the mother's womb before the person was ever born. Who sinned, this man or his parents? Well, the man was born blind. That man, he had to sin before he was born. He was born blind. Another startling thing was that, uh, taught at that time was that uh, the souls were in existence before they were ever born. Mm-hmm born into a body, that there was uh, souls waiting to be born into a human body, either in the Garden of Eden or uh, in the seventh heaven or in some special chamber waiting to enter into a human. And so here these disciples were the product of their time. They weren't callous. They weren't cold. They were just expressing their feelings, and what they had been taught. Who sinned? But in that time, sin and suffering were associated. So they asked that question. But they also asked the question, perhaps the parents sinned. And they were referring to Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, where it speaks about the sins of the father being being, uh, passed on, uh, communicated to the children of the third and fourth generation. Now that isn't so strange to us today because that is happening all about us. We see a father who has HIV, for instance, and how he'll communicate that disease to his wife and also to children that are born after him. Uh, My own grandson, Billy, many of you know Billy. He's gotten so tall, hasn't he? He used to be just a little, little fella, but he's gotten so tall. My daughter adopted Billy when he was just a little baby, and she knew his background. His mother was involved with drugs and alcohol, his biological mother. We don't know who the biological mother, I guess maybe Rebecca knows him, but uh, we don't know even where she is today or anything about her. But Billy was born with a, with a handicap and he's uh, somewhat slow in certain areas. Now he's a whiz when it comes to computers. He comes up there and he gets on my computer and when he leaves, I'm, I have to put that thing all back together again. <laughs> but uh, he 's really sharp on, on some things, but other things he 's very slow. but there were things that happened that were communicated to him, and so it 's being passed on uh, from generation to generation and these disciples were asking about this did did his parents sin that caused this to happen? Parents <clears throat> we need to be very careful, and I pray that you you are and i i 'm convinced that you are our children are are modeling us very closely they they're looking at us fathers you're the first man in your daughter's life your son's life mothers you're the first woman in your son's life in your daughter's life and i have talked to so many men uh, quite a number uh, who have uh, have come and they're having marital problems. And not I'm not talking about not a person in this church, not a not a person in this church. But I'm talking about people who have come from other churches over to ask me to talk with them and counsel with them, and we're having some marital problem, and uh, particularly in the area of sexual relationships. Uh, I'm referring to now, and uh, I'm thinking of a man that I talked to not very long ago, and I asked him, and he's he's in his forties. I asked him, I said, uh, are, are you into pornography? And because he had, it was just a, a classic example, and he said yes. And most of these men have found a magazine that their father had in the house. Uh, one man said, I found some magazines in the garage, and uh, I began to open them when I was only nine or ten years old. That's when it usually starts happening with young boys. And they're, they're telling me now the statistics that five out of all, uh, out of every ten men, five out of ten Wherever there's a group of men, half of them are having problems with pornography and the, on the internet. That's pretty astounding, isn't it? Half of them. Now, friends, our children are modeling our lives. The sins of the father are being passed on to the third and the fourth generation. We, we need to get right with God. Do you hear me? We need to get right with God, confess and repent of our sins and turn to the Lord. He will hear our prayer. He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's not a sin that he won't forgive. No matter how great it is, there's not a condition that he won't come to. Friend, if you have a need, he's looking today to meet that need. If you reach out and you want him to meet that need, he'll do it.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message, following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The church of friendship and joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. Live in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday and experience a service full of music, hymns, prayer, and a special message from God brought by Pastor Jack Morris. Policies regarding sanitation, mask wearing, and social distancing are followed, and there's plenty of space for everyone to safely be together in the large sanctuary. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the home page. No matter what way you choose to join us in worship, know that you're loved and welcomed at the Largo Community Church. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. So they were
2: questioning, why is this blind man blind? Is it his fault that he sinned? Is it his parents' fault that they sinned? Why is he blind? But point C in your outline, Jesus came to display the works of God. Look up here and read verse 3. This happened, come on, this happened so that the work of God might be displayed. God wants to display his work, he wants to help his people. We have but to reach out and ask, and the Lord will hear our prayer and will help us and come to us. God is not wanting to hold back anything. We are precious in His sight, and He desires to bless us. If we will reach out, He will help us. This happened that the work of God might be displayed. You see, when the work of God is displayed, number one, you are blessed. You are helped. Number two, the Father is glorified, and Jesus wants his Father glorified. Jesus loves the Father, and Jesus wants to help you so that you will be helped. But secondly, he wants you to praise the Father, and he knows that he blesses you, and you are healed. You will praise the Father, and when the Father is praised and glorified, Jesus is happy. Why don't you make Jesus happy today? Let him come and touch your life and meet your need, and he will do that. He will bless you abundantly. Now, Jesus saw a man with a need. Now, what did the disciples see? The disciples saw a man that they could talk about, that they could philosophize over. Now, who sinned? They talked about prenatal sin. They talked about a, a, a prenatal uh, con, uh, birth into the world. They wanted to theologi- uh, be, uh, theologize this man's situation. It was a mixture of, of uh, Greek... Uh, a poetry that was all mixed in with Scripture, and these disciples didn't know any better. They were just producing what they knew. And Jesus had to let them know that he did not come to philosophize or theologize, but he came to meet the needs of men. It wasn't who sinned. Jesus wasn't there to place blame. Not at all. Jesus was there to do a work of grace, a kind thing, and to bless abundantly. And here was an opportunity. Now, the neighbors saw this man. He was a blind man. They saw him as a nuisance. It was just another mouth to feed. This man was unproductive. He couldn't work. He was blind. So they didn't think much about him at all. He was just just a a nuisance. That's all, all that he was. But the Pharisees, they saw this man as a an opportunity to entrap Jesus. But Jesus saw a man with a need. He saw a man. Now, you you may have come to church today because it was Sunday, and I'm glad you're here. I really am. I'd miss you if you weren't here. I really would. You may not have actually be looking for Jesus to meet your need. Your need has been in existence so long in your life that you've learned to live with it. And you're doing a pretty good job, a fair job. And you haven't thought a whole lot about it being relieved or taken away or healed today. It hadn't happened other Sundays. And uh, so... uh, You haven't really given a lot of thought. So, like the blind man, you you don't see Jesus. You're not looking for Jesus. But listen, friend, listen. Jesus sees you. He came looking for you. His eye is on the sparrow. And you're much more important and valuable than all the sparrows. The man was born blind and Jesus saw him. Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents, but that's happened that the work of God might be displayed. He said, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Opportunities come, and today's an opportunity to hear the voice of God and to receive the power of God. Now, look at verse 6 with me you have your Bibles open? I, we don't, I didn't put it in my notes, and so it's not on the screen. But verse 6, would you read it if you have your Bibles open? Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he said, go ahead, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word meant sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Now, that was a strange thing for Jesus to do, to spit on the ground. But again, in that culture, in that time, it was thought that uh, an important man, uh, an honorable man, a professor or a rabbi, there was curative qualities in his saliva. That's strange to us today, but but medicine back then was indeed very strange. And so Jesus spit on the ground and made some mud. There was nothing in that mud and then really nothing in, in the spittle. But what was Jesus doing? Jesus was accommodating that man. Jesus so wanted to help that man that he reached out to him on the level where that man was. That man believed in the curative qualities of an important man's saliva. That man believed that. So Jesus went as far as he could go to help that man, to accommodate that man, so that man would believe. Jesus went way out of his way. To help that man to connect by faith. And so he spit on the ground and he picked up some of that mud and he put it on his eyelids. I mean, how great our Savior is to reach out like He does in caring love to touch our lives, to help us, to minister to us, to do good to us. He'll go, leave the 90 and 9, He'll go the extra mile. He all came all the way from heaven to earth. Uh, he cares for you today and your need, regardless of what it is. You may have been born with it, or you may have developed it yourself. Uh, uh, who, we're not here to place blame. Jesus is here to bless and to bring healing. I have to, I have to close now, but it's so important to know what happened here. Blind from birth. There are situations in our lives that will cause us to perhaps have low self-esteem or think lower of ourselves than what God thinks of us. God thinks highly of every person. And there are some people that will use where they were born as an excuse for not getting ahead in life. They'll use uh, their race as an excuse... You know, I was born in the wrong family. I was born at the wrong time. I was born in the wrong race. This man was born blind. But in the power and grace of Jesus, he overcame it. Friend, regardless of who you are, how you were born, where you were born, the race you were born in, don't allow any of this to hinder you. You are a child of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have been born from above. Your name is in heaven and you're precious in his sight. i allow nothing to stop you. And nothing can stop you but you. Jesus is your savior. He is your victor. He wants to display the power of God in you. And if you will reach out to him today and say, Lord, here am I. I've got a problem. I've been born wrong. I've been born in the wrong family. I've been born at the wrong time. I was born in the wrong place. Uh, uh, Whatever it is, uh, whatever has come into your life, whatever you have brought in, or whatever it is, God's not going to go back and delve into your history, your birth, your race. That's immaterial to Him. You're a child of God, born in the image of God. God looks at you and He sees Jesus in your heart. Let him come and bring healing and wholeness to you today. He'll forgive your sins if there's sin to be forgiven. Confess it. The sin will go away. He'll cast it away into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered against you again. If there's a problem or a defect in your life, a a hindrance, anything that is holding you back from you reaching your full potential, Jesus is here to help you today. Let him do it. Shall we bow before him in prayer?
1: We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. Hello, friend. It's a
2: pleasure serving the Lord with you in this healing ministry. The scripture says, He sent His word and healed them. And it also says, The entrance of your word gives light. Because of your prayers, just knowing that you're out there praying for me and sending offerings to keep this on the air.
1: It brings me great joy and encouragement. God bless you for what you are doing. Thank you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry you can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you